closing your eyes if that feels safe for you. Some of you may feel better just keeping your eyes open, but just cast downward and looking uh, at the floor in front of you so that they're kind of half open. Let your hands be relaxed, clasped in front of you or maybe resting on your knees in an easeful way. And notice the posture of your body. Being in a posture that is not so relaxed that you feel like you're slumping, nor is it so rigid that you have to use a lot of energy of your muscles to hold you up. Find a place of balance there. If you're sitting in a chair, which is totally fine, uh, sometimes you can be more alert in your mind by not leaning against the back. But sometimes it's okay to lean against the back and feel quite alert. So see what's balanced for you if you're in a chair. Just sitting, knowing that you're sitting. Notice any places in the body where you might be holding tension. There might be some tightness, like around your eyes, especially. This place around our eyes gives us a signal sometimes that we're trying too hard. We want to balance in our practice, so just relaxing around the eyes. The jaw and the tongue. And notice down the front of your body if the shoulders need to be relaxed and dropped a little more. The hands need to be unclenched and relaxed. The belly. Around the knees and even the feet and toes. Checking around the back, seeing if there's anything down the back and the buttocks where you can stay relaxed yet alert. At the beginning of each sitting, it's also good to check out the inner posture of the mind. Remember that we're here to notice in a simple yet clear way our moment-to-moment experience. This is all. It's not about striving. It's not about having some heavy agenda or any agenda at all. So if there's any agenda that you came with or some striving that is noticeable just beneath the surface 
and seeing if we can let that rest. And then notice the body simply sitting here. This whole sitting posture being known. And whatever part within that sitting posture that becomes known in a predominant way that comes into the foreground. Sometimes various sensations in the body become known within the sitting posture. Hands, sensation around the buttocks. Also at the beginning of a sitting, it may be helpful for you to have an initial place where you bring your attention and where your attention can be stabilized. And for many of you, that already may be around the sensations of the breath as it comes in and out of the body. Those of you who are just beginning to know how to stabilize your attention, you can try bringing your attention to your belly as it rises and it falls with the in-breath and the out-breath and knowing the various changing sensations within the movement of that breath. Connecting with the area around the belly, or it may be around the chest area that's more predominant in feeling of the sensations. So find which area is more clear to you and choose that one particular area around the belly, or around the chest. Noticing the changing sensations in the rising of that area. The changing sensations when that area falls, the breath goes out of the body. Sometimes it's helpful to make a silent mental notation of in and then feeling the changing sensations of that in-breath. And then the silent mental notation of out and then feeling the changing sensations of that out-breath. That silent mental notation is just a whisper in the mind. 
the actual experience of the breath is what is important. For some of you, and at times, there may be no necessity to use a label of in or out because the breath and the sensations are already quite clear. So just knowing breath being known as it comes in, breath being known as it goes out. It's not necessary to stay with the breath. It's just a place of initial stabilization when you need it. There can be many times when your attention is not with the breath. Thinking becomes known. Hearing becomes known. Various other sensations in the body become known. Allow mindfulness to be clear yet flexible to receive whatever is predominantly known in the moment. So for this sitting, allow your attention to be completely relaxed yet clear, receiving every moment as it arises, and knowing what has become predominant or apparent. It's not necessary to know everything, just what becomes apparent in the moment. Allowing the attention to be spacious, receptive, relaxed, yet clear. Breath being known. Hearing being known. Thinking being known. Whatever organically becomes apparent in your unique body-mind experience.
whenever it becomes known that the mind has been spacing out or spacing in. That's a good thing, that mindfulness knows that. And now the mind is awake again, knowing the present moment. Keep the momentum going from there, from that place. What else is being known?
whenever you need to bring your attention back to the stabilizing breath or any place in the body that stabilizes your attention. Know that you can do that. Maybe it's the sensation of the buttocks to the chair or cushion or your hands touching or the sensations of the breath. Know when you need to stabilize your attention before opening to whatever becomes apparent.
So at this time, we usually have um, some time for questions to help you with your practice, clarify any of the instructions I just gave. And um, so the floor is open for any questions, if you have any this morning. I realize you're just getting here, so... or any practical matters. Today, uh, what we're going to do is to give you a chance to be, get your roots in the ground here, just to be quiet. And so we're going to start the interviews tomorrow, just to give you a sense of how we're going to do it for the next eight uh, days or so is that we'll begin with some group interviews, which uh, we'll be posting on the board either later this afternoon or uh, this evening, and uh, give you a sense of those interviews can give you a sense of more clarity in your practice, give you a chance to ask questions, and you might feel more comfortable to do that in a smaller group setting. So we'll be having some group interviews, uh, and then after that we'll be having individual interviews. So each of you, during the course of your stay here, will have three times to check in, once in the group interview and twice in individual interviews, one, one time with myself and one time with Steve. Um, we're going to be doing walking practice also, as you've seen on the schedule. But in this first 45-minute walking session after this, just giving you a chance to be uh, around the grounds uh, without doing formal walking uh, practice. So we just ask you to walk in a mindful way, being aware of just your whole body moving through space finding this time period to slow down. It's really important to begin to slow down now and to just begin to enjoy the quietness, the silence that a lot of times people that are new to practice come into a situation like this and that can be the most threatening thing is the silence. But it usually turns out for most people that it's the most satisfying experience, the, the uh, no necessity to, to speak or to use our voice and the thinking behind it to express anything, to just sense what's going on in the body and in the mind is a very rare thing to do. So we encourage you to just find how it is for you in that as you take the next walking period to find your way around, to maybe settle some more things in your room if you need to, but mostly to go slow and to keep a sense of uh, general awareness about yourself, about your body, about your mind. And then in the next sitting, Steve will be here sitting with you in that next sitting and giving a few more instructions. And then after that, he'll, he will give the more formal walking instructions. So we ask you to be present uh, for the next sitting as well so that you can hear the formal walking instructions from Steve. You'll do walking after that. 
and then I will be here for the following sitting uh, to be sitting with you then. So that's our agenda for the day. Questions? Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So when you when you find out that you've been asleep or that the mind has um, not been so aware of what's happening, you, sometimes we call that wandering mind or spaced in or spaced out. When the mind becomes aware that that has been happening, the first thing to notice is that the mind is mindful of that. And that's a good thing. Uh, to notice, to be mindful that the mind has been wandering is a powerful moment. So don't miss that moment. Sometimes we get lost during that time of saying, oh my God, I've been wandering. Am I going to do this forever and the whole retreat? And, you know, our mind can get worried about that. It's really important to notice that the mind was mindful about that. And that's a clarity that has happened in the moment. After the mind has noticed that, that mindfulness is aware at that time, to notice what else is happening. So it may be hearing is happening. It may be that other sensations in the body are happening. It will be apparent to you. Maybe the mind will look a little bit, but some things can you can rely on, like, for example, hearing. There's always something to be heard. And sometimes going to hearing helps the mind to relax. So that's okay, just to go to hearing. Hearing being known would be the next thing that the mindfulness can fall on. Or it could be the breath, going back to the breath, breath being known. Let the mind and mindfulness fall on that. Or it could be another sensation in the body. Maybe you feel the knees or the back or the buttocks. Just know that that sensation is being known. Sometimes, you know, when we're quite used to practice, we'll notice things like worrying being known or um, confusion being known. Don't look so much. Just see what's apparent. If nothing's apparent, you can always go back to some uh, something that's really apparent in the body, like the breath or another sensation. Also, in the beginning, wandering mind or falling, kind of falling in a daydream or asleep is very, very normal. So not to think you're You're not doing well in practice. That's very normal, even for very experienced meditators. So just know that that's happening and that that's a powerful moment. Keep the momentum going. Know what's happening in the next moment. That's a good question. Thanks. Anything else that you're remembering now? You have this here in the front? Oh, the refuges and precepts, they're up here. Yeah. 
So there'll be maybe a, a few more handful of people still arriving. So just, you know, making space for that and making a lot of space for ourselves that we've just arrived here. And, uh, you know, we're not going to be perfect and we're never going to be perfect doing our practice here. We're just going to do the best that we can to be present. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing to say that, that you brought up. If you're very sleepy, you can stand up. It usually brings more alertness to to the mind. Yeah. And I remember once that some I've only seen some one person fall down. <laughs> Woke everybody else up too. So um, if you're feeling really sleepy, stand next to your chair, you know. <laughs> uh, so if, you, if people stand up beside you, know that that's one of the uh, practices that we do as, uh, to help us stay more awake. You can open your eyes. I might as well say that now. You can open your eyes and just look at where there's light. That keeps you more awake. Take some silent, some really quiet breaths yeah, remember that when we take a breath, that have our breath be known as much as we can only to ourselves. Because a lot of times we're trying to find our breath and we're going, and you know, everybody else hears it too. So just having a kind of breath where we know ourselves. Um, I want to talk about the refuges and precepts and say a little more about that because finding out this morning how many of you are new to practice or new to IMS also, that uh, there's there's several of us who have been long-term teachers here who often offer the refuges and precepts every single day. And we find this um, as a really good way to create a container of safety. Because when we're chanting every day, Every morning, this, I undertake the training to refrain from harming any living being, and so forth and so on. Everyone knows around us that we're all on the same page. So it's a, it's a powerful affirmation of, uh, of safety in the container that uh, supports an inner safety. When that inner safety is felt because of the safety of feeling ourselves in this container, we see that it becomes possible for things to be revealed from our hearts, to think, for things to kind of unfold so that there's a chance for mindfulness to touch it, to see it, for compassion to come forth and be developed. So these taking of the precepts has that kind of way of uh, working in terms of providing safety for each one of us. It may seem um, new and, of course, strange for a lot of people to take the precepts in Pali, which is this ancient language that uh, the precepts have been taken in for 2,500 years. It's a language that these ancient teachings have been handed down from. So we take the, these precepts in Pali in a way to connect with all those countless beings who have also 
found a way of um, creating a sense of safety by undertaking this training. And so for me, sometimes when I'm saying it in a foreign language, my um, kind of intellectual mind doesn't kick in. And I can, my faith mind more has a chance to work where I can feel safe from from a sense of um, faith, not just my intelligence, which is really important to me and to all of us, but from a, from a place of faith. So that's why we do it in that way. It's also a really good way to wake ourselves up in the morning when we have that energy of chanting. And as Steve mentioned last night, uh, in taking refuge in the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha, it's not about taking on another religion. I just want to reiterate that. Taking refuge in the Buddha is taking refuge in our own potential to be awake. So the Buddha means awakened one. It was kind of a description of a, of a particular mind and heart. Um, so it's taking refuge in that, in our own potential for that, our potential to awaken to the Dharma, to the truth of how things are. And our affirmation that we're taking refuge in this community that we're in. So it's really an affirmation and uh, remembering that we're depending on each other to um, create the sense of safety. And that in that reliance on this um, group as a community, that what I remember is that it's not all about me that I'm, you know, just depending on everyone else, but that people are really depending upon me also to to, to keep the noble silence and um, to be sensitive so that we don't have to go at a snail's pace, but we can, we can slow down and be sensitive to one another, just to have that kind of sensitivity that's a, a kindness for one another. So I hope that you can take the refuges in that way, if it, you know, this whole idea of understanding these ancient teachings from maybe uh, a, a being that is foreign to us if we're new to these teachings, that you don't have to take it as a quote-unquote religion. It's just a way of understanding our minds, a way of unfolding our hearts, and bringing a clarity and a compassion to that. So that's, um, that's what we infuse our taking of the refuges and the precepts with. If you feel uncomfortable doing them, you don't have to. You can just abide in the, in the beauty of hearing the sound and knowing that in general, we're, we're all trying to just be on the same page here of kindness and compassion with each other. So with that, it's um, 9.15 and time for walking. And we've had this beautiful rain that has cooled off for the time being. Don't know what's next, but we're all working with impermanence and being with whatever comes up here. So um, may it be a beautiful day for you and mindful as well. Thank you.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.